Very thankful today to be joined by Illinois State Representative Patrick Windhorst. Representative, thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you, Will. Appreciate the opportunity. The fall veto session is underway Tuesday, Wednesday, and today, and I think that there is at least calendared additional days uh, coming up in the weeks ahead. So uh, tell us, I know that there have been some talks about various bills, but I, as I follow the news, it doesn't seem like there has been a whole lot happening in this veto session. Well, not much the first week that we had. Actually, uh, we were scheduled to be in session today in the House, and that was canceled. Uh, we will be in session for three more days uh, in November uh, to take up uh, what we call the veto session. There are a handful of outright vetoes and amendatory vetoes uh, that we could take up. Um, it seemed like while we were there this week with each passing day, there was news that certain vetoes or mandatory vetoes were not going to be taken up and we're just going to be allowed to, uh, to die, so to speak. And perhaps new legislation will arise to replace those bills with agreed upon language, particularly on the um, lifting of the moratorium on nuclear power plants uh, that had been outright vetoed by the governor. He's said that he supports lifting the moratorium, but had questions or concerns about the language in the bill. The Senate sponsor, I believe, is trying to work with governor staff on getting that uh, language worked out. And then there was uh, a bill dealing with energy and uh, rights of first refusal uh, to certain uh, utilities that uh, was mandatorily vetoed by the governor. And uh, we got word yesterday that that bill is unlikely to come forward to either override or accept the mandatory veto. So it's likely that will be new legislation. Anyway, that's a long way of saying the, the list we had is dwindling uh, by the day. Uh, there are a few issues that uh, had been on the radar beyond those vetoes to take up. One was the Invest in Kids scholarship program that provides uh, scholarships to underprivileged children uh, to attend private school. That is set to uh, sunset at the end of the year. And uh, it, it's not really clear if that sunset will be extended, if it will uh, be lifted completely, uh, or if anything will occur. There was legislation put forward on the other side of the aisle to modify the program some, but uh, that has not moved yet, and it's not clear if it will. We also uh, may see a, a bill related to uh, firearms and uh, orders of protection and what will be done with uh, individuals who are have an order of protection against them and, and lose their uh, FOID card, uh, what will be required of judges and law enforcement to deal with uh, those individuals. A similar bill passed the House in the spring but did not move forward in the Senate. Um, we will see if that bill is able to come forward in that final week. But, you know, with the requirements in the, in the Constitution about the three readings over three separate days, uh, the, the time is dwindling rapidly. Uh, as to what can be done this year. One of the things that we watched happen at the Chicago City Council was a uh, sort of out-in-the-open war amongst Democrats over the conflict in Israel. And uh, there were some people who wondered if there would not be uh, some debate or a resolution offered uh, in support of Israel or in support of Palestine or something uh, as you watched uh, the other side of the aisle over the last few days, were there any um, 
or was there any acrimony uh, amongst the them, the Democrats themselves over that issue, which seems to be dividing their side of the aisle? None that showed itself on the House floor. Uh, we only had in the House one speech related uh, to the conflict, and that was actually given by uh, the Republican leader, Tony McCombie. She put forward a resolution uh, supporting Israel. Uh, she spoke to the resolution, even though it was not called for a vote and is actually in the Rules Committee. Uh, but she spoke to the resolution, spoke in support of Israel. Uh, that was the only speech given uh, in relation uh, to the conflict there and the only speech given in support of Israel in that uh, conflict. It's very disappointing that we can't speak firmly and clearly uh, against atrocities that are being committed in Israel. You know, rapes, murders, the beheading of children, all those things uh, should be condemned and it should be condemned forcefully. Uh, that did not occur from the other side of the aisle. In fact, we had seen news reports where the speaker and the Senate president had said no resolutions will be brought forward on that topic, which is wrong. It is just to put it plainly that uh, we need to be forceful in uh, standing up for what is right. You know, the statement made by the speaker and the Senate president was that we shouldn't get involved in international affairs. But in, in the past two general assemblies, uh, the House has passed 30 resolutions dealing with international affairs, and including most recently those dealing with uh, the Ukrainian invasion by Russia. We also have passed uh, resolutions dealing with Taiwan and Korea. So we don't hesitate uh, to pass resolutions dealing with international affairs. It's just on this issue that there is not uh, any willingness on the other side of the aisle to move something forward, which is uh, just shows that it just shows that they uh, aren't willing to stand up in this case for and speak forcefully about what is right. Illinois State Representative Patrick Windhorst with us today. Um, you know, I've noticed lately that there have been a few projects uh, happening. Uh, whether it be the uh, Shawnee Town Port, I know that uh, Dale Fowler, of course, has been involved directly there. The Cairo Port District, you're doing what you can through the One Shawnee Initiative to try to grow your district and uh, the region. Just broadly speaking, when you think about uh, Southern Illinois from the Mississippi to the Ohio, uh, do you feel like the area is growing, stagnating, declining? How do you feel about it? Well, as it relates to uh, population, uh, the estimates from the Census Bureau show we are still losing population. However, I feel like there is an energy in Southern Illinois over the last several years that didn't exa exist in the years leading up to, say, 2018, 2019, even into the pandemic. There have been a lot of initiatives that have been put forward. SI Now is one, Create Bridges in the southernmost five counties is another that is uh, trying to organize and uh, collaborate amongst different interest groups and agencies to push, uh, not only push the region forward internally, but also get that information out throughout the state and the country. And I believe we are seeing uh, that bear fruit in a lot of ways. Now, some of the, the projects you highlight, of course, are coming from the state uh, government through funding for port projects, port projects uh, such as uh, the port in Shawnee Town and uh, the 
the hopefully soon to be port in Cairo. There will be efforts in Massac County as well to look at how uh, their port can uh, operate and potentially grow. We hope that all these things working together can build up uh, the economic infrastructure of Southern Illinois to make us an attractive place for people to live. And, and it's important and incumbent upon elected officials to work together to, to push the state to continue to help build up our region to make sure we are getting our fair share of uh, tax dollars that are spent, that we're not forgotten when it comes to projects that may occur or uh, other spending that may occur. And we are, as legislators, unified in our voice uh, in Springfield promoting our region. And, you know, we have uh, one of our strengths that we can always point to is tourism, which there have been strong efforts to continue to bolster bolster that to bring people in uh and i think we're going to see more of that coming with the projects uh, that are moving forward in marion uh that uh, will help bring people in and then when those people come to marion or come to carbondale murfreesboro we need to make sure that they're going uh throughout southern illinois that we're making efforts to to show those people who are visiting our region that there is more beyond just uh a certain place where they may have been attracted to come to that there's a whole set of 10 to 17 counties that they could visit that has uh some of the most beautiful uh areas of our country representative windhorst with us today lastly i uh, read late yesterday afternoon that there was a illinois state police trooper shot in springfield by a murder suspect from uh, Chicago, and I understand there was some connection, I think, to one of the uh, state representatives' uh, staff to the state trooper that was shot. Yes, uh, there is uh, the, the fiance of the state trooper who was shot is a uh, legislative aide in the Capitol and uh, serves with uh, several Republican members and assists them uh, when they're in Springfield. And of course, this really this incident really caused the uh, issues we're seeing with crime and violence uh, really caused that to hit home for us. You know, we read a lot about the issues that occurred, uh, the shootings that have occurred in Chicago and other areas, and it it, uh, it makes an impact. But it, it that impact is even greater when you know the individuals uh, who are involved or the family members of individuals who are involved, and uh, you know. It hopefully will make all of us pause in, the, in a few things and the policies we're putting forward uh, that we're you know, making sure that they're sound policies that will be given reducing crime and making our community safer. And also, when we think about the rhetoric that is used, uh, you know, one of the things Representative uh, Fritz highlighted in his speech is re- rhetoric that is used by those who are speaking out against the police and the things they're saying, you know, that they're, you know, police officers aren't just these distant figures that we don't interact with or know. These are human beings who are trying to do a job to the best of their ability. And not just as we deal with the police, but in all of the aspects that we, we speak on and talk about, I think if uh, our elected representatives are mindful of the language and tone we're taking, I think that will do a lot to help us find 
solutions to the problems we're facing rather than just being acrimonious to one another. Last question for you before we uh, let you go. More lighthearted. Were you disappointed that you were unable to secure the number of votes needed to become the next Speaker of the House in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> well, I was wondering if they were, were going to work their way down to maybe the state representative level the way it was going. But thankfully, uh, that was taken care of uh, this week. And uh, we hopefully can put this episode behind us and uh, we can see the House of Representatives move forward and, and conduct the people's business. I was not uh, disappointed in the least not, not to be uh, considered for that. That uh, is going to be a tough challenge for anybody sitting in that position. Representative Patrick Windhorst, our guest today. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Appreciate the time.